everybody, it's Matt Powers. I'm an author, teacher, gardener, seed saver, and family guy, and I teach people all over the world regenerative science. And how to live regeneratively, how to apply all these insights in our daily lives, the how-to, not just the why. <laughs> and today I wanna to talk about rising sea levels. And a lot of people have a lot of opinions and a lot of facts around this, and they like use them like weapons. And I'm not gonna do that today. I'm gonna to open things up to complexity and let you think about it and and come to your own conclusions and and we'll work together, okay? <laughs> because the reality is it's a lot like CO2 in the oceans and the atmosphere and that excess carbon in those areas is like there's more to the story than just burning fossil fuels. Where are the soils of the earth? Where are the animals of the earth? Where are the forests and the plants and the biodiversity of the earth? Because they're gone. And they're all made of carbon, especially the soil is such a deep, deep, heavy reservoir of carbon. And actually all the excess, you know, carbon that we've added to the atmosphere in the time period of the past 200 years can be easily taken down into a very small fraction of soil covering the areas that we already control of the earth. So that's not like a huge concern if we just do the right thing if we just bring nature back, if we just farm the right way, if we just eat the best food, if we just, I mean, it's, it's actually a no brainer. So table that aside and understand that, that it's, not, it's, it's not what we think it is. It's a bigger problem that has a much more beautiful solution than like, you need to stop everything. You know what I mean? It's not like there's a lot more to this picture and it's beautiful. And it requires some work and responsibility. And that's, that's good too. That's, that's maturing. That's, that's being human. We're stewards. We are the greatest force for regeneration and stewardship on the planet. And um, people could argue that fungi is totally. I get that. Fair. But, um, but on some level, we're doing so much damage that even compared to fungi that um, we are more powerful. And, and, and again, we are fungi, so again, complexity. Um, but today, talking about rising seas, why is everybody thinking it's just ice melt? Because if we look at our past, there was this, this place called the Fertile Crescent, and it's between the Tigris, Euphrates River, and it dried up, and that area is now a desert. So this pattern the Sahara Desert once was the Sahara Savanna. Um, we had, you know, the Ural Sea in my lifetime just dried up in Russia. And we had Tulare Lake in my parents' lifetime that was the largest body of water west of the Mississippi that was purposely dried. Now, there's like towns and cities there. And so we, we've made choices. We've gone so far into those choices and we've, we're finding dead ends. Well, it's because we've actually, starting from the, the top points in all the water catchments, we have stopped up the water. We have dammed it and rerouted it, put it through turbines, charged people for the electricity that comes from their own water. And then all the Sierra Nevadas of California, we've actually been desertifying this way by removing the natural water from the highest point as, as efficiently as possible so the landscapes just burn. 
So actually it was a choice we made to create all these wildfires, to burn all these people out of their homes, and then pretend like it's a natural disaster and not take any responsibility for it. So this has been the pattern. This is what we're living. And if we look even further into the past, when um, Europeans first arrived um, in the North American continent and started uh, conquering and destroying things, we see that they drained all these wetlands. Well, well how many? I mean, we talk about Washington, D.C. It was once this um, sneaky marsh, and then we drained it and all this stuff, like uh, that Simpsons joke. But, I mean, what's, what's going on there? Because how much wetland, how much standing water was there in America before we made these changes? Well, it's pretty astonishing. If you read um, the history of beavers, um, it, it's revealing because three states, Nevada, Utah, and Arizona, they, uh, that, equivalent, that size equivalent was the amount of wetland, of standing water in wetland form in America. Three very large states out of the 50. This is a huge swath of land. This is so much standing water. This is climate mitigating water. This, the forests are climate mitigating and, and, and they actually create their own climate, they create their own rain. So all these functions of life, soil, of water in the landscape have very, very specific functions. And without them in the landscape, without a watershed that's um, not incised, right? So that it's not in the subsoil, so it's in the topsoil, so it actually spreads out through the whole landscape. And when you see that stream, it's actually representative of this huge underground movement and all this interconnection and, and, and communication. And what we have done is we've ended all that. And so we look around us and we say, the seas are rising. Wait, look, there's these things that are melting. And yes, the, you know, the, the, the icebergs and the glaciers are melting. We're at the end of an ice age. And that creates another level of complexity, right? People are like, the world is warming. It is warming. And we have areas that are cooling because the, the polar caps are shifting. And the magnetism of the earth is also shifting. The US Navy has requested a redo of the maps because the North Pole is no longer where it should be. So we're in a very, very unique situation where there's complexity that has arrived. And yes, there are um, you know, increased melting. It's like we're putting the gas on a situation that's already in play. In the past 10,000 years of Goldilocks environment, climate on earth has been linked with a lot of phenomenon and we might see that ending right now. So there are so many layers of factors, but the reality is we can test these things, we can show the effects and we can show how to heal them. We know the acidification in the ocean is destroying shells. I pick up shells on a daily basis on the, when I go to the ocean and, and they're all deformed. They're all like, you can rub them and you can see the, 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 the calcium just coming off, just being eroded right off. So we're in a really desperate situation in some bioregions, some areas, but the solutions are all the same for all the bioregions. We must bring back the soil. We must bring back the watersheds. We must bring back the plants, the trees. 
the animals, the soil biology, micro to macro, you know, all of it. And when we do that, oh, well, that's where the carbon sink is. When we do that, oh, that's where the water holding capacity is and the watershed and the soils and the trees. And that's where the water cycle really gets the fine tuning ability. Um, the water cycle like loses all of its sophistication when we're in a desertified, uh, desert, desertified climate. Um, and all this moisture that's from the land is now in the air and the ocean. So that's why we have the more violent storms. That's why we have the rising uh, sea levels. And yes, the world is warming. And yes, these things are all happening at the same time. And humans like one answer sometimes, especially when they're stressed. They want one answer. They want a simple answer. They want a clear answer. And they want a quick and easy solution. Usually that doesn't require very much work on their part. And so that's not the way it is in reality. And so we need to go past what we want and look very hard at what we need to do. And, and that's reevaluate our economy. And so that we create systems that are regenerative, that heal the planet, our bioregions, our local economies, our local communities, all at the same time. And we have the ability to do this. That's why I'm working on a conference this year called Our Future. You can hear more about this as I get, get more, more of the stuff ready on this end, but um, we're basically right now acquiring sponsors and setting up the final bios on the website and we're about to launch. So it, we're like this close, but what it really is about is getting people in contact with experts who are living the regenerative economy now and successfully with proven business models because they're there and it's fun, it's exciting. And I mentioned some of these things in my books. If you go to the permaculturestudent.com, you scroll down and look for free books, you'll find a, a bunch of free books on there. Um, if you're on YouTube and watching this, probably, um, you would go to my playlist and go to the Permaculture Student 2, uh, the audiobook. There's a lot of information that I provided that, that shows what leads up to there and there are case studies and some discussions of how businesses work, but we're going to be talking about the actual business plans and training people in actual businesses so they can go and launch it in their area. So it's not just the melting glaciers. It's also what we've done to the landscape and to everything for the past 10,000 years. So there are these inherited problems that have been long in the process that are very hard to see for, for a lot of people, even scientists. And that's why we've had to you know, do totally new kinds of testing and, and totally new kinds of ways of going through the information, but we have the information now. And that's why we're using AI-assisted you know, searches and all these different things now to really go through the amount of data because let's face it, it's a lot of data. So we are arriving at a completely new place. We are seeing our history, our science through completely new lenses, seeing new complexity. Instead of cherry, cherry picking off of little facts and then running with them, which is the problem with our science, the problem with the critiques of our science, and, and the problem, it's a human problem. People see something and they go, ha ha, it's this. Instead of being like, well, you know, it could be all of them in different proportions and that's harder to figure out. So let's, you know, see, <laughs> let's observe. Let's be humble, let's be wise and careful. 
And that's what I've tried to do with my work and that's what I try to do as I teach people, um, to think critically, to observe thoroughly and, and take the time and also to discuss laterally and to have the humility to be wrong and to grow because when you're wrong, you just figured out how to be writer. <laughs> There's a path there for growth and it, the, the more, you know, things that you figure out that you think are wrong or don't understand, the faster you can grow. So some people are, have been known to say, you know, fail faster, make mistakes faster. And I am definitely in that camp. And it's getting over that fear that um, I've been working on in myself so much. So rising seas, more than meets the eye. We have much more than glaciers to worry about. We've got all the watersheds of the earth that have been drained and dried to a degree or completely that are contributing to this problem. We are missing the forests and the soils that hold, used to hold all that water and mitigate the movement of that water so it would move slower through the land, slower through the uh, atmosphere. Now things are moving faster, more focused, more violent. And it's gonna, it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna get bad unless we start doing something right to make it good because it can be so good. And I'm excited for that change, I can see it. I know how it's done and that's why I'm working with entrepreneurs all over the world. That's why I'm working with experts and scientists from all over the world. And we're working towards a new economy and new education system. Because if we can train and educate with our education system for that new economy, we'll just go and we're, and we're in a completely new different world. So that's what I want for everyone. That's what I want for my children. That's what I want for your children. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for you. I want everyone to be able to participate in this. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn daily, live <laughs> Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. And question things. Wait for that complexity, expect that complexity, and embrace it when you find it. Embrace the mistakes and it's new learning and growth opportunities. Thank you so much. Subscribe below if you haven't already. Check out my free books if you haven't already. I've got an incredible amount of things happening right now. I've got course sales, I've got book sales. Check it all out at thepermaculturestudent.com and I'll see you soon.